welcome, welcome. The Sports Machine with Slim. It's a Tuesday on WKXL Radio. Tuesdays on the Sports Machine with Slim. We instantly uh, transition to the Sports Machine with Slim and Mitty. Mitty is in the studio today, taping live and in person. It feels nice for me to have somebody else here. How do you feel today, Mitty? I'm feeling pretty good. So, people, I'm glad you're feeling pretty good. People in the audience, I hope you're uh, listening out there all feeling pretty good. For those of you that don't know, Mitty uh, really got involved with the show about a month or so back, a little more than that, when he created the song about the Patriots, a parody uh, about the Patriots not being so good this season. That's kind of speaking mild, um, I don't know, mildly? Is that putting it mildly? Is that the right expression? We're being gentle. Yeah, and we want to try and do that because I want to embrace the Patriots. I'm a big Patriots fan, and I'm rooting for their success. It's time to move forward, turn the page from the Belichick uh, transition over to Gerard Mayo, and all hopes are for positive things for next season. The defense should be strong. We're all going to stay tuned, right? Mayo Kambelichek go home. Are we excited for that or what? I'm a little bit excited. See, I don't do singing like that on the show, so I've asked Mitty to come back on Tuesdays, and he wants to be here because I would like some new ideas and new things for the show, new content, and, and Mayo Kambelichek go home. That's, that's a little bit new. I haven't heard that before. Well, i got to keep the content fresh. I think now that Belichick's gone, I can't just... Uh rest myself on making a song about the Patriots stinking because now we've got a, a new script. We've got some things that, that might be changing and maybe we look at it like we're, we're taking a new game plan. We've got a new leader. You know, maybe we bring in some new players, change our style. Let's, let's see. It's something to be hopeful for even if they stink. At least it's something different. And let's try to be positive on Sports Talk Radio. I know there's two big behemoths in Sports Talk Radio land in New England, both out of Massachusetts. I might say, hey, New Hampshire people, why don't we listen to some New Hampshire folks, maybe bring a little bit more of a positive spin on things instead of the constant criticizing, which I can't tend to do sometimes, Mitty, but I like the fact that you seem to be a little bit more um, positive in person and uh, with your messaging that Patriots parody a little bit of an outlier. Well, I, I like silver linings. Uh, I can't go wrong with them. I mean... What in the world do we live our lives for if it's not to just have hope for something that we can look forward to? And with the Celtics making some changes and promising we're going to draft some some nice players, I, what, we we got to be excited going forward. I mean, maybe we get Marvison, Marvin Harrison, maybe we get uh, Jalen. You know, I don't know, but it's Jayden something. Daniels. Yeah, Jalen Daniels. I know you mentioned the Celtics right there. I don't know if you did that on purpose, but when you said, "What are we living our lives for?" This week, I am living my life for. Uh, my family, myself, the sports machine with some, and the Boston Celtics. We have four games this week. The Celtics get things started last night, all at home. Celtics are on a seven-game homestand right now. They win last night, 118 to 112. And I will tell everybody, I was watching the game in and out. My wife wanted to watch the America Got Talent show, and there is some pretty cool stuff. If you watch that, my goodness, two dudes, one held each other, the other guy up. He had a mouthpiece in and a sword sticking up out of the mouthpiece, so it was connected. So he bites down, holds. He hoists his brother, who looks like him. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's got to be his brother. I wasn't listening that much. I was more looking at the Celtics score on my phone. But he lifts him up with his hands above his head. The brother has a mouthpiece with a sword attached to it, too. Except that one's coming down. So they're holding each other, one on top of the other, with the hands. They connect with the two sword pieces and release the hands. 
Just imagine this. I don't know if I'm verbally describing it well enough so you can... There is a man standing up with a mouthpiece in, sword facing directly up in front of his face. The brother is similarly, uh, you know, equipped, except the brother is on top with his sword pointing down, and these swords connect, and he supports his brother in the air just with the sword, Mitty. Am well, I describing it? I, I, I think so. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it, it really... visual there? It makes sense, though. I mean, <laughs> two brothers, they're just trying to see eye to eye, Jim. That's, I guess, it was pretty awesome. And Simon Cowell, who uh, I am a fan of, uh, if we want to go this route, we probably don't. We want to probably get back to the sports, but that's what came to my mind. The sword connecting was, was really incredible last night. I really have no idea how much practice that might take to do. Do you and me want to try and do something like this? Oh, absolutely. But <laughs> I'm sure Simon Cowell would walk in and be like, that was the worst performance I've ever seen in my life. He loved it. He loved it. Everybody loved it. It was uh, it was scary to watch. But the Celtics was scary to watch when we were down by 10. Going when, into the fourth? Yes. And it didn't look – I had said on the show yesterday, Mitty, I expected the Celts to really uh, be down for last night's game because tonight we play Indiana. Just moving along with the homestand, we got uh, we, we beat the Pelicans last night, 118-112. to 112. But tonight we get Indiana, who's beaten us twice this season already, including to eliminate us from the in-season uh, tournament earlier, uh, you know, what was it, two months ago. And then they came back and beat us again. So Indiana has our number, and... Uh, they want to beat the Celtics every time they play us. You can see well, it in their body language. Of course they do. Yeah. I mean, we're, we've won four out of our last six. They've won their last three in a row. But if you look a little further back on the Pacers, they've also had a three-game losing streak just before that. But uh, the Celtics, one of the things they're doing really well right now is closing out games, which has been a real Achilles heel for them for years and years and years. But they are closing out games, and last night was no exception. Although, I don't know if it was them closing out or if it was Zion Williams running out of steam and just not being able to be on the court. Zion Williamson is a big man who does tend to wear down, I think, when you're that size and you got to play that hard It takes a lot to move a guy that big. Yes, it does. Derek White came alive in the fourth quarter, everybody. I think he had 13 points, but he drained a couple of deep threes. One I saw was like, no, 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 no. And it went in, so my wife was looking at me like, dude, do you have any idea what you're talking about? I said out loud, I don't care if it went in, that was a bad shot. That's you got to go to the hoop. you got to go to the hoop sometimes. I'm a big proponent of this. But no, Derek White said, no, I don't, Slim. I'm just going right. to shoot some step-back threes and uh, win the game for us. And that's essentially what he did. Yeah, he was the player of the game. Uh, Tatum played a mean game, but uh, but... Derek White was the reason. He was the glue. He held them together. He hit some clutch shots, and he wasn't afraid of anything. You gave him the ball. He was looking to score. Uh, It's interesting you just used the word mean to say Jason Tatum played a mean game because I looked to my notes. 26 seconds left. Celts are up 114-107. If people remember, if you watch, Tatum got fouled going to the hoop. He was going to the hoop pretty hard. Now, the game was pretty much, it's over, right? There's only 26 seconds left. But they were still coming out and playing defense and aggressively trying to get the ball from the Celts. So Tatum goes around his man, goes towards the hoop. He gets pushed in the back on his way up into the air. I think he was going to throw down a dunk. But he got pushed early enough so that he was like, oh, no, just throw it up there. And you you get the foul call. Tatum did not react angrily, Mitty, when when you said Tatum played a mean game. And this is part of my whole thing with him is he's got to have an anger there. And the anger is similar to when I click on ESPN this morning and you got Derek Brooks, um, uh, who plays now for Houston, the guy who was the villain from Memphis last year and they got rid of him, Dylan Brooks. And Brooks pushed one of the guys on the other team. It was Vanderbilt from the Lakers when Vanderbilt was going up to dunk. 
and it was a cheap shot in the back. Well, Vanderbilt like wanted to fight. He got mad. And that's that's what I just don't understand about Tatum is when he gets pushed in the back there, he should be mad that he's going to take off and throw down a dunk and somebody comes and pushes him from behind where you can get hurt like that, dude. Tatum wasn't mad at all, Mitty. Why do you think that is? I just don't understand that mentality. I think it plays into what everybody's been saying about him for, for a while. Is this the year? Uh, is, is he finally mature enough? Does he have that winning mentality? Is he ready to put down the emotion and and the the childlike hands in the air or is he ready to play like a team leader that is willing to take the team on his back uh you know accept it when it's his fault and and take it when when it's his time you know is he ready for that does he have that killer mentality does is he a championship player yet i think this is his year he's not a championship player yet He's going to have to do it. Once he does it, I believe he's going to be able to repeat that every year. Yep. But for me, I just don't understand the, that mentality because for me, if somebody pushes me in the back on the basketball court when I'm going in to shoot, like I have no protection. I'm thinking about taking off. I'm not dunking. I dunked one time in my life, and the ball was a little flat, just so everybody knows. So Same. I, I, oh, oh, you, you, you dunked one time in your one. life? One Time with a with a real size basketball or what? You remember the the NCAA ball that you could get and it was so rubbery it was like yes. grabbing onto oh, glue. Still have them. Yes. Oh yeah, it's yeah. like four dollars at Walmart. Yes, one of those balls on a hoop that I swear was regulation. But, it wasn't uh, in a gym. Well, yeah, it was, it was in, in a church. Was, I mean, whatever. It was in somebody's driveway. <laughs> okay, well, hey, whatever you. But I dunked. You cling. I did dunk on at least a real gym in. How tall are you? Six three. Okay, I'm 5'11". So, right, I have nothing to brag about. This I'm is... also not in great shape. Well, I used to be. Not anymore. I got the dad bod rocking hard, but I don't care. I dunked. I will tell my kids that. I will tell them to tell their kids that. <laughs> <laughs> you will go down in folklore. The one person in our family who ever dunked a basketball was <laughs> Mitty. And he also came on the sports machine with Slim to do some sports talk radio on uh, New Hampshire's Next Generation Sports Talk radio show you're listening to wkxl radio we're going to be taking a break and come right back the station take a look what you're looking at 1450 a.m 103.9 fm in concord 101.9 fm in manchester nhtalkradio.com we're coming right back Right back to the action. The Sports Machine with Slim on WKXL Radio. Tuesdays. The Sports Machine with Slim and Mitty. Mitty has some good one-liners. That seems to be your, uh, I don't know if it's claim to fame, but it's your thing. You you think you're pretty good at delivering one-liners, huh? Well, I got a quick brain. Um, it's always it's always served me uh, one way or the other. Sometimes I come up with that perfect line and say it, and everybody laughs. Other times I want to walk out of the room with my shoe in my mouth. Dad bod, but a quick brain. Good combination, <laughs> I think. Well, you got to have something quick when you're getting older. Let's go with the quick take on the Celtics here. To finish up last night's game, I will say in the fourth quarter, I saw Sam Cassell on the bench. For people that don't know, Sam Cassell, former champion with the Houston Rockets. Comes to the Boston Celtics, wins a title with us, didn't he? With Garnett, he was on that team. And, man, he was a tough guy. He was a winner. Point guard, guard position, but 
still, I think he commanded a lot of respect in that locker room. He did for me as a fan. I'm a big fan of Sam Cassell, and I was so glad he got brought back this year as an assistant coach with the Celtics. This is his first year with the Celts in the assistant coach role. In fact, I kind of was hoping he might be the head coach, but his mentality, I could see last night in the fourth quarter, they just they panned over to the bench, and the Celts were running some offensive action, and you could see Cassell just yelling. And it was a big point in the game. He was like, let's do this, and that's the mentality I want to see from Jason Tatum. I haven't seen it. I think we're getting closer and closer, Mitty. Let's see if we can see it tonight here. You mentioned it. The Indiana Pacers coming into town. They've won three games in a row. Before that, they lost their fourth game back. It was to Denver at home, 114-109. to So there's no shame in losing to Denver, 114-109. At home, this is a four-game uh, home setup for them, and now they're, this is their first game going on the road tonight. But they lose to Denver. They beat the 76ers, and then they beat the Phoenix Suns, who've been playing great. Then they finish up. They beat Memphis. Now they're coming into Boston. They want to win the game tonight. They're going to be ready. Oh, of course they're going to be ready. Um, you know, ever, ever since Siakam came to that team, they have been, honestly, almost, I'd say just about as complete as the Celtics. I mean, they, they look like a real contender that's, that's looking to go deep in the playoffs. Interesting. I, I'm right with you. It's like, but they haven't done it before. It's almost like the Detroit Lions in the NFL. During the regular season, I just was like, okay, they're playing good. They got some talent. You watch them. They got blown out a game or two here and there. I'm just like, they haven't done it before. I don't really think Detroit's a real challenger to to, to win it all. But then, boy, they were a challenger to San Francisco. I mean, quite likely could have and should have won that game this past weekend. Indiana's in the same boat. They got a bunch of good players. They just haven't done it before. So it's like I'm not really scared of them. But they've already beaten us twice this year, Mitty. Yeah, but they're loaded with talent. They're absolutely loaded with talent. I'm... I, I can't say enough about. I mean, this is this is a league where you have to put three superstars on a team if you want to get anywhere. You know, you got to have the big three, or you know, LA proved you could do it with two as long as they're the best two players in the league. But uh, you know, you got to have your your big three: T- Halliburton, uh, Heald, and uh, Benedict and Matherin Siakam. and Siakam. That's what I mean. They're deep. I, I thought Benedict Matherin should have been the number one pick in that draft, or, or a real real a challenge to it at least to consider. And he's, he's playing solid as I watch him play for Indiana. Now, you're right. Tyrese Halliburton, he's borderline unstoppable. Like, if he wants to get his shot off, he's going to get it off. And he can drain step-back threes. So, if, like, if he's hot, there's no way to stop him. That's why Indiana is a team I'm a little scared of as we move towards the playoffs. Tonight's game, I want to see the Celtics be ready to play. Last night, I'm okay if they almost lose last night to New Orleans. New Orleans is like, okay, what's the reason to get up for them? But this Indiana team better beat us twice already. We've got to be ready to go tonight. Yeah, we're taking game three. I think this is going to be maybe not a blowout, but I think it's going to be a convincing win. Celtics are not going to lose three games in a row to this team. Well, we did beat them early in the year. I know by 40-something. The Celtics smoke showed them. So we know we can do it. Uh, let's see with the, with the Celtics and Indiana. I... I can't say this enough about how much I want the Celtics to win, Mitty. I'm such a, a green teamer. Yeah. Every night, like, I, I want to watch the Celtics tonight. Why? Because I just love the Celtics. I remember the days when I was a kid staying inside during the summer, and I'm watching the Celtics against the Lakers in the finals. All the other kids in the neighborhood are outside playing. It's 90 degrees. I'm inside. I just wanted to watch the Celtics with my dad, and that has stayed with me forever. I just want to watch the Celtics, but I want to watch them win. Right. 
I mean, my dad, my dad introduced me to the Celtics when I was a kid as well, and uh, watching Larry Bird and Kevin McHale. I mean, like, it, it is an absolute historic organization, and how can you not fall in love with our traditions? I mean, and just just get involved. Look at all the banners up in the rafters. How loud the fans get! You know, grab yourself a hot dog, grab yourself a beer, <laughs> go see a Celtics game. It is the best time. Ever. I mean, the it, kids, they get to yell and cheer. I do think the kids yeah, love that. They don't even care what's going on. It's just people being loud. <laughs> they love the kids. Wait, I can yell as loud as I want? Is this all right? And then you see other people do it. It's like, they're yelling louder than me. All right, let's yeah. go. So, it, But it is expensive. It's it, definitely expensive it to be going to those games. You know, you, you look at it, you know, for, for even a halfway decent seat right now, because I've been trying to find tickets. I mean, you're looking at 250 300 bucks to have a decent view of the court. And uh, you know, once you get there, let, let's say you want a hot dog and a beer, like I just said, what's that? Twenty five dollars, two fifty, three hundred. Yeah, <laughs> it's like as much as you pay for tickets. It's ticket. crazy. As much money as they're bringing in on tickets, they gotta go and get you for the food too. So all I ask for Celtics is effort, effort in a mentality that's like I want to win. Jalen Brown, I, I think last night had said something post game about, hey, we want to get every team's best shot. I said this for weeks on the show here. I've said it. We want this Celtics team to build camaraderie and cohesion together by being in tough situations and coming out on top. The Celtics have been in tough situations in the past couple of weeks against the Clippers, where they got bombed and they were down by 30-plus. They ended up losing by 20. They got bombed by the Milwaukee Bucks, where they lost by like 30-something. Those games, okay, fine, ignore them. But on a game like tonight... The Celtics don't come out and play against a team that's already beat you twice, dude. Uh, I, I gotta really start to worry about them. Well, you, you you can't you can't let teams think they can beat you. You know, when you got a team with as much talent as the Celtics have on it this year, you got to go into every game knowing that the other team has already lost. Those guys need to be in the locker room coming out saying, "I don't know how the heck we're supposed to do this. There's just no way to beat this team. They're too dominant." And start with the psychological game before it even starts. Sounds simple, but uh, yeah, right. this, this Celtics team doesn't have it. And I'm hoping they can gain it, maybe by getting their rear ends kicked a couple times. I'll tell you what, uh, people driving down 93 as I just totally go random with something that popped into my mind. The big uh, tractor-trailer truck accident going uh, south on 93, uh, kind of where 89 and 93 um, connect. There were four or five police cars on the side. There were two big tow trucks having to pull the tractor-trailer out of the ditch that it was on. There's black ice out there. If you're driving around, just go a little bit slower than you normally would. I see shortly after we pass that many, some clown darting in and out of traffic like, like it's a video game frogger going in and out. I'm just like, dude, are you not paying attention to anything? Like, you that clueless. What's going on with people on the roads? They forget. Every single year. It's, you, we live in New England, and we love to brag about how we, we get whatever weather, and, and we, we get these snowstorms. It's like, well, then learn how to drive in them. You've been doing it your whole life. How come you forget every year? Do you get frustrated behind the wheel because I of do. I'm sorry. It's it's insanity what's happening. These people out there, I'm like, are you people just that dumb? Well, uh, like, I don't know. How can you forget like that it gets slippery and you can actually go off the road? Like, this of course. is a serious thing. It's like, hey, hey you know, um, speed limit might be 65, but there's about three inches of slush on the road and a bunch of ice. It's like, oh, don't worry. I got four-wheel drive. Um, that doesn't really four-wheel stop you. This On the other side of the road, you see a tractor trailer off the road and then 
Everybody else on our side going north is going 60 miles an hour. The person that wants to come through going 75 to 80 with then their brake lights are going off as they're cutting in and out of traffic. It's just like this person, there's almost no hope for this person. And we need to like stand against these people and maybe embarrass them on the radio. Maybe I need to grab some license plates and announce what those people are doing. Problem is they're not going to hurt themselves. They're going to hurt somebody else. That's it. That's it. So just take your time out there. It stinks. This is the time of year. Don't be panicked to get to where you're going. If you're running a little late, hey, listen, dude, that's the way that it goes. Get there safe. Get there safe. That's that's our public service announcement. Can I just randomly stop the Celtics against Indiana Pacers preview talk to just transition into to traffic like that? You know, it turns out you can because this is the Sports Machine with Slim. So that means I get to talk about, well, it's Sports Machine with Slim and Mitty today. Oh, I love it. So does that mean I can talk about whatever I want? Of course you can. Well, I want to talk about a little bit more about your take. I, I've asked you to go into the lab in preparation for today's show and come up with a topic and a take that people might you know, either disagree with or um, you know, have, have a strong opinion on it themselves. As we start to look towards a commercial break here where we'll enter into segment three of the show. Do you want to preview that at all? Did you do any work? Do you have something prepared for us today in segment three? Absolutely. And I know you asked for something new, uh, but here's what I'm thinking. I want to talk about the GOAT. You know, everybody loves football. It's playoffs. So we're all New Englanders. When you guys, when we come back, let's talk about the GOAT. All right. There we go. I, I'm, I'm interested. Meh. Is that a sheep or is that a goat? Mitty. I'm not sure. Either way, this is the Sports Machine with Slim and Mitty on a Tuesday. WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com is where you can catch the show live online. Talk to you in a minute here. Start to this segment, Nick BFQ, my cousin Bob from Quincy, who's a regular caller on the show, sent me a text a little bit ago. We were talking about Sam Cassell. He said, I met Sam Cassell at the Moon Nightclub in 1992. I guess he's a Florida State guy. Nick BFQ is as well. I love me some Sam Cassell. I love me some goat talk as we were transitioning out of the last segment. I made a bah. I think that's a sheep sound, though, Mitty. What sound does a goat actually make? I think it's pretty similar, to be honest with you. Right? It's tough to tell a a goat and a sheep apart, apparently, just from the... the You can look at their eyes. Goats have rectangular pupils, which is the very most odd thing I've ever seen in my (laughs) life. Wait a minute. How do you know that goats have rectangular pupils? What do you mean? The petting zoo, of course. You've never been to a petting zoo? I, I I haven't stared longingly into a uh, goat's eyes before, but when I've never no, I don't think this. I, so the next time you go to a petting zoo or or have a chance <laughs> to see a goat, get up nice and close and take a look at their eyes. It it will freak you out. They have rectangular pupils and they open and close just like ours, but somehow, oh, I don't even know. They look demonic. Sometimes goats actually scream. Yes, they do. <laughs> no, through their eyeballs, Andrew. That was Andrew pitching in from the the back. <laughs> that sounded just like it. That's a goat. That was actual goat sounding. Yes, footage? I pulled up a sound effect for you. Can you play that one more time, yeah, please? Yeah. <laughs> 
Now, I have a question, Andrew. I don't know if you're an expert on goats, but I'm is, not. <laughs> is that the sound of like one goat? Or that is a type goats? of goat. That is a type of goat. Um, I don't know the type. I don't know why they scream. Uh, but they just do, apparently. There's a screaming goat. There's also a fainting goat. Yep. Some scream when they you scare s- them, and some of them just fall over. They go full rigor mortis, and they fall over like a plank. It's it's kind of hilarious. We're going to have to do some real goat investigation Absolutely. here. I'm writing this down in my trusty notebook. Hold on. I'm going to write <laughs> goats so I can come in prepared tomorrow, as I did with Jim Montgomery, the coach of the Bruins last week did an excellent investigative story on him and gave people his background, said why he's the right coach for the Bruins. I am going to do some investigation into goats and come back fueled with right. useful information for all of you. I'm wondering, Mitty, if just goats that are in like petting zoos are the ones with rectangular pupils and ones that roam free maybe have circular pupils. I... Don't that yeah you got me off guard here. Um, yes. I, I'm just gonna go ahead and say they probably all have the rectangular. Um, I'd imagine I have everyone caught off guard with that one. Hmm, is that possible? It's the captivity that changes the shape of their pupils, <laughs> like like the killer whale with the bent over uh, dorsal fin. So let's transition from goat talk or goats talk into goat talk. Well, yes, is that what you have a take on? I have done my goat research, and uh, you know we're from New England. We love football, so. Let's talk about the GOAT, which, of course, is Pat Mahomes. No, you didn't just do that. That's not your preparation. That, you're not serious with that, right? Yeah, I'm totally serious. So Come Pat on. Mahomes, we, we love Tom Brady. Six Super Bowls, 20 years with the Patriots, one with Tampa Bay. And everybody knows Tom Brady's the GOAT, right? Well, yes, Pat yes. Mahomes... Pat Mahomes is still playing, and in his first six seasons, compared to Tom Brady's first six seasons, how about we look at a little bit of their stats? Um, In the first six seasons, Tom Brady has won three Super Bowls. Pat Mahomes has won two, and Pat Mahomes is about to play in his third. So if he wins this one, they'll have the same amount of Super Bowls. Uh, The QBR for Tom Brady through his first six seasons, 88.4. Pat Mahomes, 103.7. Tom Brady... Playoff record, first six seasons, 12 and 2. Pat Mahomes, 14 and 3. In 2018, Pat Mahomes also threw for 50 touchdowns, much like Brady in 2007 threw for 50 touchdowns. I mean, the the numbers are very, very, very similar. However, Pat Mahomes has legs. Tom Brady did not ever use except for when he was doing the tush push. But Pat Mahomes can get himself out of situations that Tom Brady never could. He can step up out of the pocket. He can use his legs to get a first down. He can, he can see the whole field and hit people pretty much on will. Next time you get the chance, watch the Kansas City Chiefs play and really watch Pat Mahomes and tell me that he is not better than Tom Brady. That's your prepared speech. It's almost like, I don't feel like he was reading directly from words on his paper. He does have a note outline that I think guided his speech there, people. you got to have the stats right. Mitty, yes, right. You, you did read a lot of stats. In fact, you sounded a little nerdish. Yeah, I know. Um, you sounded like the type of individual who's, who's consulting Dan Campbell on his go-for-foot-down oh, no, decisions with all the data there. But... Some of it is worthy. You said in the first six seasons of both of their careers, Tom Brady won three Super Bowls in his first six years. Patrick Mahomes won two. He's about to win his third. If he wins this, this will be three out of six. Yeah. 
And I'm not going to argue with the leg stuff, but I will say, I will interject. Listen, man, Tom Brady did whatever he needed to do to win, and there were definitely occasions when he ran for a first down, put his head down, and like you said, the tush push, but he wasn't doing that with people pushing him. He was strong enough to get it all done himself on those. Those were quarterback sneak days. We called those back when uh, you know some of these youngins out there weren't old enough to, to know what was going on. So he's on. not pulling the Jalen Hurts, but... I don't know. I, I just can't help myself. I watch Pat Mahomes play, and the man is a magician. How many times I have thought that he was about to get sacked and he gets out. How many times I thought there's nobody open, and somehow he does this running backwards sidearm underhand <laughs> pass that goes between a guy's legs over another guy's head, and, and Travis Kelsey comes down with it. I mean, he just does whatever he wants, and he is a winner. Tom Brady was a winner, a winner, 100%. But Pat Mahomes, you cannot argue. That man is a winner. The magician, I would I would agree with you too. He, he just has a, a knack for getting out, and I think he is a winner. I see him walking down the sidelines this past week, uh, and he did it against Buffalo too. But this past week, you can see him cheering on, motivating the teammates, very similar to what Tom Brady did. But here would be my counterpoint. Are you ready for me to take the Tom Brady side of things? Well, of course. Okay, so um, besides the obvious fact that Tom Brady is is better, he has six championships and, and all these uh, things that just statistically would certainly go in Tom Brady's favor because Patrick Mahomes just hasn't had the longevity. Not yet. Okay, so your take, I'm not going to totally disrespect it. But what I will say is... Patrick Mahomes has done this for Kansas City. God bless you. Great job. Kansas City wasn't a perennial winner before Patrick Mahomes got there. Let's remember that. Neither was uh, neither was Andy Reid. Much was like Andy Belichick, uh, Andy Reid was not a super coach, super winner. He was good, but he was not the household name that he is now until he got Pat Mahomes. He kind of had a reputation as a big game choker. Yeah. Actually, Andy Reid, you're absolutely yeah, right. Get in the playoffs, get to the Super Bowl, don't do a thing. You know, it's... It's kind of ironic how, how similar the two stories between Andy Reid and, and Pat Mahomes and then Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are. So here's my take. Patrick Mahomes has made Andy Reid a winner. He's made Kansas City a winner multiple times. We'll see about this third time. But Tom Brady not only made the New England Patriots organization a winner, a team that had never been, never won the Super Bowl prior to Tom Brady getting there, Tom Brady made the New England Patriots the most winningest franchise in football history. But not only that, Tom Brady also delivered championships to every other team in the New England region. The Boston Celtics became winners. The Red Sox hadn't won in like 70 to 80 years. So many years of just being destroyed as a fan watching the Red Sox having your heart ripped out. Tom Brady changed all that. He made all of us fans a group of winners here. Celtics won. Bruins won. Red Sox won. How many times? All when Tom Brady was here. Since Tom Brady left, we haven't won anything. So that's my take. He not so only he changed won, the culture. He changed everything for everyone in this region. Kansas Absolutely. City, they don't even have a hockey team. They don't have a basketball team. Well, you can't hold that against Mahomes. Their baseball but. team is still terrible. No, I can't hold it against them because this is why Tom Brady is the best ever. He's such a winner. His winningness just like flowed. Yes, it just slid, slid off in, into the air like an undetected scent that enveloped his, his people he came into contact and people that just through the TV magically made us all winners. Kansas City Royals and baseball ain't winning nothing. They stink. I like the spirit fingers on that last take. Um, this is radio, though. Nobody uh, can see it. I will I say this. Uh, you know, if Pat Mahomes wins the Super Bowl this uh, this this year, 
the argument certainly can start being made that, that he is on track to possibly take over. And uh, there's, only, there's only one thing I kind of wish, because as much as I enjoyed the 20 years of Tom Brady, I enjoyed the six Super Bowls, I enjoyed the total domination that this team had, I don't like the fact that it was like, Brady is done, Boom, his predecessor, his, the next guy's here. You know, I wanted the records to stay for a while. You know, why, why couldn't it be Tom Brady finishes and then 20 years later, here comes the next coming? You know, why does it have to be right away we're already looking at the next superhero? Well, we're not necessarily. I, mean, I what think if we Mahomes, are. I think Mahomes, my take is going to be that Kansas City loses this Super Bowl. Does that impact your decision-making criteria at all if Kansas City loses? Kansas City is not losing this game. <laughs> Love to hear it. Matt Holmes was an underdog in both games, and what happened? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. Let's preview what's going to happen in a couple weeks here when we come back. Segment four of the Sports Machine with Slim and Mitty on WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. Thank you out there for listening, everybody. Stay tuned. Tuesday. We're going to talk football. If anybody else out there wants to call, you're more than welcome. 603 224 1450 is the number. 603. That's the New Hampshire area code. 603 224 224. And then 1450, which are the call numbers for our AM stations. 1450 AM. 603 224 1450. If you've got to take on the football game, bring it. If you want to talk Celtics, that's fine too. But me and Mitty for right now, let's break down the Super Bowl uh, uh, betting action, Mitty. What I will tell you is, right now, San Francisco is a two-point favorite. Yesterday, they were down to one, and it was actually leaning towards it was going to be an even money situation. But today, San Francisco is up to minus two, and the betting action, 68% of the money is coming in on Kansas City. So please tell me now again, you said going into break, Kansas City's going to win it. I want to hear more about this. What's your rationale and reasoning, please? Well, I mean, let's let's start real simple. Let's just compare the teams. Just position by position. Okay. You, uh, you can even give me your answer. I mean, I'll give you mine. So, quarterback, Mahomes versus Purdy. I think that's an easy yeah, one. Yeah, come on. No, you, nobody's we know where you're Curtis going. Better. He's the greatest all right. of all time. Go well, ahead. Of course. <laughs> uh, running backs. I mean, Kansas City's got Isaiah Pacheco. San Francisco's got Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, who's also kind of a wide receiver, running back type. I think it's pretty easy to say that. CMC, baby. We're going with San Francisco. My guess is that line action is a result of people finding out Christian McCaffrey is okay and ready to roll after he seemed to get banged up in the neck area. Yeah, it landed on his head pretty often. Yeah, yeah, it was. It it wasn't cool looking. And when you see the dude immediately, he's out looking for help and getting massaged over there on the side. I so, oh boy. Uh, my guess is he's fine. Go ahead. All right. Let's compare wide receivers or slash, slash ball receivers because obviously Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. um, he's now got more uh, postseason receptions than anyone in history. 
Uh, from, from I did see this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we got Rasheed anyway. Rice, who was supposed to be great, didn't look that great, and then finished the year showing that maybe he is pretty darn good. So we got Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey for wide receiving on uh, the uh, the Kansas City team. Uh, San Francisco's got Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey also catches a lot of balls, so you can't really take him out of there. Who do you like there? Well, I mean, obviously, I'd rather have San Francisco's collection of talent, but I will say, say on the Kansas City side, the fact that Valdez Scanling there caught that oh, last pass on the unreal. third and whatever it was, that dude has the dropsies. He's missed multiple, multiple passes like that during the regular season. Well, the fact that he caught that one in that game is just kind of like, dude, maybe they're all going to be ready to yeah. go and like actually catch the ball in the Super Bowl. He's he's looking clutch. Let's he see. really is. Uh, it's tough for me to use that word with him, but he he came through when they needed to. The whole season was on the line there, and he made the grab, so he should be feeling confident. So I give the check mark to San Francisco, but yeah. KC, I'm not. I mean, Travis Kelsey, okay. this guy's been unstoppable. He's got the he power really of Taylor Swift behind him. Oh God, you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, let's talk defense here. Uh, I personally am just going to say straight out, I think San Francisco has more talent on their defense. But how can you count out a defense that's coached by Spagnola? Championship caliber, pedigree, history. Giants. He was the defensive coordinator for the the Giants teams that beat the uh, the Patriots, at oh. least one of them in the Super Bowl. And he crafted a master game plan. Beckham. Here, yeah, that was it was just a, so freak. It was like destined to happen. Almost like this pass from last week here, when Ayuk caught it just off the deflection off the helmet, and he catches it and, and goes in so many luck freakish plays for San Francisco to win that game. What I will say on the defensive side of the ball, Spagnuolo we know is incredible for Kansas City. San Francisco, the Steve Wilkes guy, I did not like his game plan at all against Detroit. If you watch, they just rushed four guys. They got Bose on the left. They got Chase Young, I think, coming on the right. The four guys go and just like try and attack towards the quarterback. But what happens is the four, they essentially keep four linebackers in the game. It, maybe it varies. You got a safety or whatever. But it's almost like they then have a second complete layer that's about seven yards behind the lineman. And if you watch, Detroit exploited that gap throughout the game because Detroit's receivers and weapons were so fast. Once they had a running start and they hit those that secondary level, of the linebackers and whatnot, like, those guys are standing still, then having to turn and try and sprint against people that are way faster than them. San Fran did not change that, that game plan up until a little bit in the fourth. If they come out with that same type of, of thing... In the first half, like, dude, Kansas City, Andy Reid is going to game plan and 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 just scrump you guys early the same way Detroit did. I 100% agree. I mean, Detroit has so many weapons. Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, oh, Amon Ross St. Brown. And in the first half of that game, I was counting my money. I was You right, bet Detroit you know, that was your I guarantee. Did. I remember and last show you said you like to, to do your work and come up with a winner every week. I guarantee I was, that was your winner. I was blown <laughs> away that they lost because they they had such dominance in that game at first half and they just fell apart. It, it was it was like watching the Packers against uh, San Francisco last week. You know, it was absolute <laughs> wreck. It's so great. I, was, I, I, I apologize, Mindy, because I don't know how much you bet on the $5. game. Five dollars. Okay, so you have five dollars. Just, just for, um, just to hear, like uh, comparison's sake. If San Francisco wins, I win four thousand. 
So I have futures bet that I made during during the, the year, multiple, and it's like if they lose, they lose. It's like whatever. It's just I've been through so much gambling pain in my life that the numbers really don't matter. So when you hear when you say that you felt so much pain about Detroit, I instantly want to just laugh at you because I've been there so many times. I didn't even ask. It could have been like two thousand. It could have been a million dollars that you lost, and then I would have felt bad about laughing. Right. Five dollars. Ha! No. I'm still laughing at you. A couple weeks ago, we talked about uh, a little bit about gambling and. Uh, I was telling you how one of the gambling uh, TV shows that they have on ESPN, uh, their host was explaining that you don't get, you don't bet with your heart, you bet with your head, you bet the numbers, not the play, you know, you, you bet using 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 the your nerds, brain, yes. and they say just because something's happened so many times, do not bet that it will happen again, or just because something's never happened, don't bet that it won't this year. But how do you look at the Detroit Lions and just not think? Uh, when are they going to blow it? Those fans were sitting in that stadium Absolutely. going, all right, we are winning, but there's got to be some. And there it is, you know. Exactly why I'm telling you Tom Brady is by far the greatest of all time. Our whole region of fans were thinking like that in every sport all the time. He changed it for everyone. He made the Detroit Lions a winner, uh, and not pay, only made the Detroit Lions winner, made the Detroit. No, no, I'm I'm just comparison. Oh, oh, yeah. He made the Detroit Lions a winner, makes the Detroit Pistons a winner, makes the Detroit Tigers a winner, and restarts the Detroit Red Wings dynasty. Comparably speaking, that's what Tom Brady did here. A man like that, I've I've said a couple of things, compliments for for Tom Brady. One, and I'll reveal this for the first time on the air. I am not I am not gay. I uh, people can have their own sexual preference, whatever. If I was gonna go gay, Tom Brady would be the guy I want. Well, obviously, come uh, on, right? That's have you seen Ted? If there are three. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've also said if there are three people that I can uh, no no this is uh, sorry even better I think I'd marry Tom Brady even without being so. right I'd be open to the conversation yeah. but Tom Brady no is prenup. the greatest human being to walk the greatest person to ever walk the earth after Jesus Christ Jesus Christ Absolutely. gets the vote as number one if I'm doing a stack rankings number two Tom Brady so that's how much right. I love this man you know what I'm gonna say it. Jim, you are right. He's doing exactly what Pat Mahomes is doing out in Kansas City. <laughs> we get him back and forth on this. Listen, next Sunday's game is going to tell us a lot. Everybody's betting Kansas City, Mitty. 68% of the people are looking at this game the same way as you. Yet, the line goes from minus one yesterday to minus two today. So the, the, the Las Vegas books are saying, we're going to, even though people are betting Kansas City, we're going to increase the line on San Francisco to minus two. Well, why would you think that is? Well, that, that's basic gambling. I mean, when you, when the line is going too hard one way, then they're just going to add the odds the other well, side no, and try to spread it out. Well, no, if everybody's betting Kansas City, the line should go more towards Kansas City. So it should be coming down to like pick and then maybe Kansas City being favored. Everybody's betting Kansas City, yet they're getting more points. Yesterday with Kansas City, you're getting plus one. Today you're getting plus two. Oh, the right. reason why I'm going to tell you is because San Francisco is going to win. <laughs> well, I guess we're going to have to see for ourselves, but uh, I don't know. I-, I think we should make a little friendly bet. 
and uh, maybe maybe do a uh, you got to do that on the radio bet. Maybe we can make some sort of a video of a tribute to the other person's okay. quarterback of choice. So you will have to make a video saying that Tom Brady is in fact the greatest of all time, and you are embarrassed and ashamed that you ever questioned that. And on the other side, I'll have to do some. Some video saying that no, Patrick if, Mahomes uh, is better. If oh, Pat Mahomes, no. If, oh no! If Pat Mahomes wins, then next week you have to wear a State Farm it's two shirt. Weeks. It's two weeks. Two weeks. Just two weeks. So you know, we got if two Pat weeks. Mahomes wins, you have to wear a State Farm shirt like he wears in the commercials, and we got to take a picture of you and put it on the website. I will say, say that I did switch over Mahomes and my auto insurance to State Farm about seven weeks ago, and I asked the local State Farm branch if they wanted to come on and advertise on the show. But State Farm's only the big timers. They like they don't do one-offs like this. They're hesitant to be associated with the sports machine with Slim. What are your thoughts on that, Mitty, as we go to phase out for the day? I think I'm gonna be like Mahomes and go get myself a Subway sub and a big <laughs> foot-long cookie. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's the best it. sidekick there is. Thank you everybody for listening. The sports machine with Slim and Mitty on a Tuesday, WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, New Hampshire Talk Radio.com, the place you come to enjoy sports talk and stay positive. See you next week, guys!